It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Smart Money Questions back again. Thanks for joining us. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Matt Hausman this week. Matt is the founder of Old Security Group. They're in Westchester, Pennsylvania, with an office in Newark, Delaware, as well. Serving clients, however, all across the country. Multiple states now where Matt has clients who uh, Skype in, or I guess you're not using Skype, are you, Matt? You've got some other software program that you're using to communicate with folks, probably more sophisticated. Yeah, than... we've been using Zoom. It's so cool. Zoom, okay, yeah. So we've done a few things on Zoom before. It's a useful tool for sure. Um, Absolutely. So anyway, lots of easy ways to get in touch with Matt, whether it be on the website, smartmoneyquestions.com, Zooming him, if you would like, uh, or the old-fashioned way of picking up the phone and giving him a call. I'll give you that number later on if you're interested in reaching out, or you can just find it on the website as well. On today's edition of the podcast, we're talking about getting started, a financial plan's first steps. So Matt, I know that a lot of people go into the financial planning process with an overwhelmed kind of feeling. I mean, just the idea of all the ducks you've got to get in a row. I mean, just that part right there. Like, i got to go gather all my paperwork. That's the most daunting thing of all, probably, to getting the whole process started. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of like walking into a messy room and not really knowing where to start. Yes. Oh, that's a great point. What do I put away first that gets the ball rolling for everything else? And then you can be paralyzed by that situation and just go sit on the couch and eat some ice cream. Yeah, and shut the door. Um, <laughs> you can shut the door and don't look at it. We can apply that to a lot of things in life. Just getting started yeah, is is a really hard part. So, and it's less threatening though if you've got a little bit of a game plan, a little bit of an idea on what are some of the first steps you can take to get started. So, for example, your room example, you walk into the messy room, maybe the first thing to clean out is the closet rather than the room itself so that you can make room to put all the stuff that's in the room. Like that would be a great first step and give you a place to start. So we want to talk about some of the starting points you can use to putting together a financial plan to take out some of that scariness, some of that overwhelming feeling that you may face. So first step we'll throw out there, Matt, is decide what you want retirement to look like. That's a little vague. What do we mean? Well, you know what? I'm ac- I actually just wrote this down in my notes on what we we're talking about today, meaning this and using that. That just kind of came to me, that messy room scenario. So let's think about it like this. If I walk into a messy room and what do I want retirement to look like or what do I want that room to look like? Okay. Perfect, and, perfect analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Dialing in on what we want retirement to look like when we want that retirement to start is really the first is the first step. And if I'm married, I think we did this about six months ago. We did his and her retirement. Yeah. And, you know, coming together with your spouse on what you or how you see retirement. If you're single, how are you going to envision what that retirement looks like? And that's really, you know, that's the basis or the genesis of everything. And and many times it's almost like people when they get to two or four or five years or six days, I've had that happen before from retirement. Oh, I guess I need to start thinking about it. So I probably should go talk to someone. But then when I ask them, well, what do you you guys want to do? What's it going to look like? They haven't sat down to really think about that. And that's really the most important thing. It's like planning out what you want to see in your retirement. You have to first be able to articulate what it is 
that you want to do. Well, I want to go travel. Okay, well, where are we traveling? I always remember a guy telling me this sometime, and this is no offense to the people in the South, but he looked at his wife and he's like, Hunter, are we going to Europe or Mississippi? <laughs> yeah, you can't make this up, right? I mean, that's great. And, but it's so true. I knew exactly what he was saying. Like, if we're going for 15 days to Paris, that's going to be a little bit different than going to. I don't think there's a Paris in Mississippi, but but you kind of get the idea, right? Let's see. The, and, the Paris of Mississippi. Let's see if there's any Google search result. <laughs> the, there is a Paris, Mississippi, if you can believe No, there's not. It. There is a Paris, Mississippi, elevation 371 feet, very nice average year-round temperature of 80 degrees, so nice and warm. There we go. See. So, see, it's not, it's not that going to Paris, Mississippi <laughs> isn't a beautiful place to go to. It's the idea of the cost on getting to Paris, Mississippi versus Paris, France. It's definitely middle of nowhere, I'll tell you that. It's uh, <laughs> south of Oxford. Oh, I, I know where I know where that is. Kind of north of, I really don't know my Mississippi geography very well. Yeah, it's not really near any large cities. It's not near Jackson, I know that. No. There is a general store and a Dollar General downtown, and that looks to be about it there. So, there you go. There you go. The Paris of Mississippi is Paris, Mississippi. Too funny. Yeah, but you kind of understand what, like, what he was meaning by that. Sure. Right? Sure. And You're, so... You could really live you, it up in Paris, Mississippi, where... <laughs> for the amount of money you were going to spend in Paris, France, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So I think that the first step is really sitting down, and, and even if it's just, you know, four or five bullet points, and one of the things you would, you know, do I want to work in retirement? Or in some case, I had a gentleman in my office just yesterday, and he said, yeah, I... I I'm done with really working hard, but I might get me a chuckle job. A chuckle job? I, I said, a chuckle job? What's a chuckle job? I don't know. Just something I can chuckle at while I'm doing. <laughs> did he give and you I, any, did he give you any examples? I, I, I don't got to make any money. He's like, you know, but if I want to go out there and chuckle a little bit, have some laughs and, and maybe get paid for doing it, I'm going to do it. But I'm not looking to really work full time. I want to know what, like, what, what's an example of a chuckle job. I, I didn't ask him that, you know. I guess that could vary from person to person. Exactly. Right. What what we all determine to be funny. For one, that's a mortician. For (laughs) for somebody else, it's entirely different, you know. Oh, no, that's a classic one right there. (laughs) But you you can kind of see, we could talk about this kind of forever, but that's really the the beginning part. You know, I'll give you an example. We were planning our family vacation, and, you know, you hear this cliche all the time. People spend more time planning their sure. vacation than they do their retirement. But no different than cleaning up the messy room. We can kind of go the same way here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was talking with Maggie and the kids, like, what do we want to do? And where do we want to go? Well, the one thing that I know the girls and Maggie don't want to do is no one is going north in the summer. Mm-hmm. In other yeah. words, the family vacation in, in the summertime we're going to be somewhere south or on the beach where it's warm. They have no desire to go to Nova Scotia. <laughs> yeah, which is right? beautiful, by the way, if you've never been. Oh, absolutely. But that's not somewhere they want to be. <laughs> so that automatically heads us south. You know, maybe we're going to go back down to Florida. In this particular case, we chose Myrtle Beach. But that's the direction. Well, that's kind of retirement planning, right? Which way do I want to go? Am I going north or south in how I'm envisioning my retirement to be? So that's really the the first place to start is just kind of coming up with three or four bullets and then expanding on that 
and then you can start the quote planning process. Yeah, I think that's really a uh, good way to bracket that conversation for sure. Using that analogy of cleaning up the room, deciding what you want it to look like. Same thing with retirement. Decide how you want that to look like. You know, hey, why don't we stick with that cleaning up the room analogy here, Matt? Uh, because the next thing on my list is to make a financial inventory. And you could do the same thing in that room. Well, you know, all right, what do all do I have to put away? And that tells you a lot about what you're going to need to do. Or first of all, what all do I have in this room? Do I got right. nine couches? Do I need nine couches? Yeah. Right? It's a big doggone room, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a man mansion. But you kind of get the idea is how many accounts do I have? How much is in there? And what type of an account are they? And I do this every day, all day, right? And so that kind of stuff just kind of, you know, I just, it's like the back of my hand. But many people, they haven't, they haven't sat down to really look at, okay, I've got eight accounts. What type of an account are they? So many times I'll just hear, well, I got an IRA. Okay, well, what's in the IRA? Oh, I don't know. I just know it's an IRA. In other words, they haven't looked at, okay, the account is an IRA. Now what's in the account? So we have to kind of go a step further. The couch that we're looking at, okay, well, this is that microfiber stuff, or is it leather, or is it suede? You know, how is that going to fit in? I think that is so important to understanding not only the financial inventory, if you want to call it, but the financial health that you're currently in. And then that can then go in and start to dictate where we should be putting our money. Are we saving enough? Do we have too much, say, in retirement accounts? You hear me talk about that all the time. Or do I not have enough? How does my 401k work? Many times I ask that question and people haven't thought about, you know, calling up HR and getting the answers to that. By the way, you might have to call four or five times because I haven't had many people speak highly of their HR department. But that's for another. That's for another. Hey, podcast. my my mom's an HR manager, so watch it. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was too. That's so funny. But she didn't really deal with that part. She dealt with the employees themselves and yeah, their yeah. Same uh, same, yeah. same thing. So I didn't get into the benefits, but I, I'm 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 with you. She right? explains the benefits, but doesn't actually get into you know really the the management of of said benefits. Yeah, and, and you know what the four hundred one k looks like, and right. is there a Roth opportunity there? But really. The first step is getting and looking at a financial inventory of everything you have and you understanding what that is. You know, that that's kind of what I call our discovery process in our planning is I go through, I ask someone that, that decides they want to work with us and go through our planning process. We're going to bring in everything that you have, everything that you can think of. And I can't tell you how many times we'll go through that meeting and then I run reports and all that stuff and I'm asking them questions. What does this look like? What's that for? Do you understand how that works? Those type of things. And we schedule the second meeting and now we're going to go into what I call the designing and they'll come back and they've got new statements to accounts that they found in between the meetings. That, that probably happens 20% of the time. But that's such a good exercise to go through, go back to the messy room. Let's make sure we understand everything that we have. So we removed eight of those nine couches, but we didn't realize under the last couch that we left there, well, there's all this, that, and the other under there, right? Oh, there's extra pillows, there's throw blankets, there's whatever. And so having that full financial inventory and, and discovering what all that is, is how you can, quote, have a picture of your current financial health 
to then help guide you to either the rest of the way, let's say you're five to 10 years from retirement, or you're already in retirement, or you're six months from retirement, as to how can I use all of this and move forward. It's such a, a vital part of the, of the planning process, right? The beginning or the first steps to knowing which way to go. It is really important, Matt, to make sure that you're taking the right first steps. And hopefully the podcast today has given you some of those thoughts and ideas that you can follow along with. So decide what you want retirement to look like. That's one good first step you can take. You can also take an early step by doing that financial inventory, seeing what you've got at your disposal in the first place. Then you can develop an income plan. Now, maybe this isn't the first step, Matt. We're getting now maybe to that second or third step, but this should still be an early part of the process kind of discussion. Well, if at anything, maybe we are jumping ahead just a little bit, but it should be at the completion. And I can't tell you how many times I've spoke to people that they don't have this income plan. They haven't looked at, now they have, let's go back to the financial inventory. They haven't looked at everything they have and how is all of that now going to turn into their retirement income check, right? Because if I'm no longer working, then whatever I have saved, and maybe, you know, obviously most people are going to have social security. Some people might be fortunate enough to have a pension. If we don't have the pension and we don't have social security, it's whatever that financial inventory is there is that's going to produce our income and developing an income plan. And quite frankly, sometimes this takes multiple tries because as we're going through the inventory, potentially financial inventory and making changes. And a lot of times people, when we go through that discovery and design process, guess what else starts to change? The way they want the room to look, hmm. the way they're wanting retirement to look. And so then that changes the income plan, right? I always talk about the paradigm shift that happens when we go from no longer working or we're very close to retiring, meaning the paycheck stops, to now we are retired and now it really becomes, how is my income going to come to me? Because remember, I've been working my whole life, accumulating, saving, putting money away, and all of a sudden now I have to start spending that money. That's the paradigm shift. And sometimes that income plan can take multiple tries to get it into, fit into what your retirement is going to look like and, and how that is evolving for you. And that's, you want to understand that it's okay for that to happen, that your retirement can change and, and the planning that you're doing and the income plan that you do needs to be, we'll say mobile enough, agile enough to be able to move as your retirement does change. You know, what you're looking at or what you're wanting it to look like can change. And, and that's where the income plan can really help determine what changes can be made. You know, for instance, I've talked a couple times, if you can believe it, my wife and I are still going through this renovation at the house. And what's happened during that renovation process is we've added things, which is why they're still working, right? Yeah. But we sat down at the beginning, we had a good idea on exactly what we wanted it to look like. And we had a financial inventory. In this case, we had a budget. And then as we started the income plan or we started the demo and bringing the cabinets in and all that stuff, and we started to make changes, we went back to what our financial inventory or our budget was. And then we knew the changes we could make in our quote retirement or home project to make sure we weren't 
disrupting our income plan or our budget. So that's kind of how your plan has to work too. You're going to come back to the plan as you get into retirement to be able to make the change when your retirement look starts to change and making sure that you're not making changes that you can't recover from. Well, I love how you uh, embraced the cleaning up the room analogy, Matt. It really fit, I think, for a lot of the uh, a lot of the different points here on the podcast today. I also was thinking like a a junk drawer would be another good analogy for a lot of these things. I tend, especially in the do the financial inventory step, because you find a lot of the times duplicates and things that you don't really need anymore. We had that question on a recent podcast about a, a lady who had, uh, I think it was Marie, had three whole life insurance policies. And it reminds me right. of when I go through my junk drawer and find like four things of scotch tape or uh, you know the, the transparent <laughs> tape. And it's got like, none of them are new. They're all used. So they're all like almost down to the, you know, to the last couple of strands of tape. But for some reason, they just kept hanging on. And so finally, you're kind of like, all right, well, let's let's organize this thing a little bit. Same thing in the financial world. You might find things that are duplicates or you might finally find that thing that's been missing forever. I found a wine topper recently that we'd been missing for a long time. Oh, here it is. It's hiding in the junk drawer somewhere. So doing those inventories, developing a plan to reorganize all of that's extremely important, both practically in life, but especially in your financial world, we can apply a lot of those same lessons. And uh, I think that's useful information on the podcast today. Well, thank you, sir. We appreciate it as always. Well, good deal. And I was just thinking about hopefully that within the next time that we're doing a podcast, my remodeling at the house will be done. And then I will be able to accurately describe <laughs> what we wanted that remodel to look like considering we've made those changes. There you go. You'll have to give us a report on, uh, yes. on, on how it all came to fruition. That's great. I will tell you a funny story about that. Do I, do I have time? Yeah, why not? Go for it. <laughs> Is if it's boring, we if it's boring, people will just hit stop and they'll stop listening. That's exactly right. They'll be done. Right. <laughs> but I, I think this kind of goes to what we're talking about here is we ended up making some changes as we've been going along in a couple of the changes we made, we were actually able to save money. Okay. Now this is what's interesting, is I immediately was ready to decrease the budget by that savings, but Maggie had already spent it. So see, that's kind of how developing the income plan, in this particular case, our budget, she was already changing what her kitchen was gonna look like, uh, and now she just had extra money to be able to do it. So she was able to do that, we're still staying within the budget, so, but hopefully it will, it will all be done. And and your contractor loved you for all the changes, I'm sure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We've got everything in place, guys. Great. We just want to make a few little tweaks here. <laughs> that's how it always works, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're prepared for that. Uh, that's got to happen pretty much every single time, I'd imagine. Well, uh, we talked about first steps of a financial plan, how to get started on today's podcast. If you have not taken any first steps before, Last but not least, it's always a really good idea to have somebody walk you through that process. And so if you'd like to reach out to Matt Hausman, ask him what it's like to work with him to take the first steps in your financial action plan, you can get in touch a few different ways. Call the old-fashioned way if you'd like, 610-719-3003. Again, 610-719-3003. Uh, you can email them info at smartmoneyquestions.com. We'll go straight to Matt, info at smartmoneyquestions.com. Or you can find him online at smartmoneyquestions.com, and you can submit an inquiry right there through the website as well, smartmoneyquestions.com. Just get in touch. Ask a couple of smart money questions 
and uh, he can help answer those for you and see if it might make sense for you to come in or if you're not in the area in Pennsylvania, Delaware vicinity, if you'd like to remotely connect with Matt, uh, you can get in touch that way as well. Again, smartmoneyquestions.com is the website. For Matt Hausman, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks so much for sticking with us today, and uh, we enjoyed uh, the podcast. Hope you did too. We'll talk to you next time on Smart Money Questions. Thank you.